What is up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Young and Perspective Podcast and today we are going to be talking about sleep quality. How can you get better sleep? The physical things that go into sleep, the mental things, my tips and tricks to help you master your own sleep routine so that way you can stop wasting time, you can prioritize your recovery, and you can see benefits in every single area of your life. With that being said, though, as always, make sure to share this podcast with a friend that you think can find this helpful or will enjoy it. New episodes come out on Sundays at 1 p.m. always, and I want to thank you for making this part of your weekly routine. So without further ado, let's get right into today's episode of Talking About Sleep. So sleep. Let's be honest, you probably suck at it. The average person just does not get enough sleep in the night, and it's not always about how much sleep you get, it's the quality of sleep you get. So let me give you an example. If you get eight hours, but you're getting up every single night to go to the bathroom, or you're tossing and turning, or you know, you get up to check your phone at 2 a.m., or you're getting five hours of sleep, but it's like drop dead, sleep like a log, wake up, you feel pretty damn good for only having five hours of sleep. One person is clearly getting more sleep than the other, but the quality of sleep also matters. So in this episode of this podcast, we're going to be talking about how you can get long quality sleep to really, really improve your recovery. Because here's the deal with fitness and just having a higher quality of life is that sleep is such a massive cornerstone to that. Like without sleep, you cannot really achieve anything physically or mentally because like it is just how your body deals with stress and recovers and repairs and builds stronger, builds memories. Literally everything and all the housekeeping is done while you sleep. So it is so crucial and you cannot skip this. It is not something that you can supplement. You have to get good quality sleep. And I'm, I know I'm stressing this a lot, but that's because it's super important. And once you unlock how good you can truly feel with quality sleep and a quality diet, it'll really change your life. And the sooner you make this change, the longer you might live and the better quality of life you will have. So this is why everything in this episode is super, super relevant. But once again, the average person is very poor at sleep because we're on our phones too much. We just don't prioritize it. We're, we're doing other things. We're playing on social media. We're playing video games. I'm guilty of this myself. But you need to learn that it's not the end of the world if you miss one good night of sleep. Like You can have balance in your life if you want to go out. Obviously, doing a lot of fun things at night require you to get less sleep the next day. But again, it's it's something that you really want to master so that way you're not tripped up and you minimize the amount of bad days you have. So like I mentioned before, the three parts to this episode are going to be the physical things, the mental things, and my top tips to help you master your sleep. So the first thing that we're going to get into is blue light or technology before bed. This is like one of the most hyped up things that I think I've heard about in recent news. And by recent, I mean the last couple of years it's been coming out that the blue light down regulates the release of melatonin in the brain which basically means melatonin if you don't know which you probably should know if you're over the age of 12 is the hormone that is in your brain that basically tells you it's time to go to bed and your body secretes this due to its natural circadian rhythm and it kind of guides you to bed as well as adenosine builds up in your brain which caffeine blocks adenosine but adenosine builds up in your brain over the day and that also signals the release of melatonin to get you to go to sleep but blue light because it works on our circadian rhythm stimulates to your brain that the sun is still up so when you're looking at a bright screen without a blue light blocker your brain thinks that the sun is still up artificial light we still haven't adapted to it yet because it's so new in terms of our history that 
we still think it's sunlight. So your brain is going to fight off the release of melatonin, causing you to not be sleepy when you should be. This is directly related to the next thing, which is a dark room. So you need to make sure that you will have optimal sleeping conditions by building a dark room. Now, in my bedroom, I have no windows. That is right. I do not have a single window to the outside world. The door is the only connection I have to the outside door in my bedroom, and it is absolutely amazing. I hear nothing. I see nothing. It's cool. It's amazing in here. It's a dungeon. I sleep absolutely perfectly. Now, that is not going to be practical or even legal for most of you. Technically, this is like a closet, so I shouldn't even be living in here legally, but who cares? I get amazing sleep, so screw the government. But for you, if you're living in an apartment, you have windows, you have a bedroom that face or windows in your bedroom that face the sun in the morning when it rises, then get consider blackout curtains or wearing something on your face if you can handle that. I've never been the type that can handle having like a nightshade over my eyes just because it feels super uncomfortable and super unnatural to sleep with a piece of cloth on my face. But if that tickles your fancy, then you go ahead and do that. Otherwise, invest in blackout curtains. Whatever you got to do to make your room dark. Again, yes, this might require some monetary investment. Maybe you're investing in melatonin as a supplement, which is also another great option. Don't think of it as drugs. It's not habit-forming. I've experimented with it for a couple of years. There are times where I have trouble sleeping, whether it's I'm moving out to college, I'm in an extremely stressful situation, um, whatever it may be, and I just want to make sure that I get good sleep. I use it for a couple days. And it's been time and time again where I've had to rely on it for a couple days or a week, two weeks, and then I have no problem coming off. So that could just be me, but there are studies done showing that it is not habit-forming. And just make sure that when you buy it, it says non-habit-forming on the bottle. But it might require an investment from you in that in a dark room, but it is totally worth it because this is like longevity. This is your life health. You need to focus and make this a priority. Now the next thing on the list is temperature. So your body actually wants to cool down when you have to go to sleep. So if you were sleeping in a hot room, that is going to be problematic. Now it is not always fixable. Let's say you live in a super hot climate. You're going to have to get used to sleeping in a hotter room if you cannot change that. But I would suggest investing in a fan. If you can, turn on the AC. And winter is usually the best sleeping for a lot of people because you can always put more blankets on but you can only take so many blankets off so do what you have to do in order to cool yourself down and this could actually relate to the most recent meal that you've had so if you eat a ton of protein before you're trying to go to bed the thermic effect of food is actually going to heat your body up so if you have a massive meal digesting and I'm talking like you're super bulking or whatever or you just ate a big meal in general you're going to be heating up due to the breakdown of all that food. So try to be careful when you're eating your pre-bed meal. You don't need a red line mTOR. Just relax, eat a comfortable meal before bed, but don't stuff yourself full because that is going to hurt your sleep. It's gonna hurt you getting to bed and staying asleep. The next thing is going to be comfort in terms of your mattress and your pillow. So you need to make sure that you're not sleeping on a mattress that's too hard or too soft. If you're sleeping on a board, and you really have stiff joints in the morning, that's going to be a problem. For me, I like sleeping on a super, super firm mattress. I don't know why. I just don't like to sag down. Like if I'm sleeping on a couch and your your neck is cracked up and your, your spine really sags down, I don't like that. So you just have to find out what works for you. 
I personally just like a lot of support when I'm trying to go to bed because it just makes me feel way better when I wake up in the morning. And finally is going to be exercise. Exercise is something that you should totally be doing throughout the day, not only for you know the muscular growth benefits, the heart benefits, and just the general overall well-being benefits, but also for the sleep benefits. And while this may not be scientifically proven, I believe that for myself, if I'm going to give my body a reason, like something to recover from, it's going to want to sleep in order to get that recovery. If I'm trying to build muscle and I'm crushing my muscles and eating a lot of protein, I have a reason to sleep. I have something I need to recover from. So my body's going to want to prioritize that, being like, okay, we need to get sleep so that way we can repair these this leg workout that he did because it feels like there's broken glass in my quads right now. And so it likes to sleep and recover itself. Oh, and one more quick thing in the physical things category is going to be caffeine. Almost forgot, could not forget this, but caffeine is really potent. And a a lot of people don't understand how long it actually stays in your system after you drink it, which is crucial to know. Now, the half-life could range anywhere from like two hours to nine hours, but the average half-life duration for the average person is going to be five hours. So what does this mean? Half-life is the amount of time it takes for half of the chemical to be destroyed, decomposed, uh, broken down into something else, or expelled from the body. So if you drink 100 milligrams of caffeine, which I believe the average cup of coffee is like 100 to 200 milligrams of caffeine, it takes after five hours half of that is gone. So now you're left with 50 to 100. And then five hours more, you're left with 25 or 50. And then five hours more, you're left with 12 and a half or 25. So caffeine is in your system for days after you actually drink a cup of coffee. So just keep that in mind. Because if you have if you're really sensitive to caffeine, which again is genetic, so either you're going to be really sensitive to it, or you're not going to be really sensitive to it, you have to play around with this yourself. Like if you feel one cup of coffee like myself, then you may be more sensitive, like I can have a cup of coffee every single day for weeks and weeks, and I'll still not feel the need to go over one like one is good i'm never that person that needs one one week two the next week and then i'm pretty soon i'm down in four cups and i i don't even know if i can feel my heart anymore you know that is not me but just keep that in mind because if you're a person where 100 milligrams or 50 milligrams of caffeine can have an effect on you and you take a pre-workout that has maybe 400 like you may think oh i have eight hours before i go to bed like oh i'll be fine but if that 400 milligrams of caffeine has you know one half-life or two half-lives gone it's like you still have one or 200 milligrams in your system and so that could have a super big effect on you being able to go to sleep so if you train in the morning you, you should have no problem because by that time it'll probably have been 15 hours three half-lives is usually plenty of time to get it out of your system and you may be one of those people like i am one of those people where you have a shorter half-life than five hours like the effects wear off way before you know 10 15 hours for me usually it maxes out at eight if even if i have a lot of caffeine within eight to ten hours i am completely good to go and that concludes the physical list of all the fundamentals and variables that go into sleeping in terms of the physical but there's a whole mental side that can be a lot tougher than for some people because physical things are pretty black and white like melatonin is the chemical that makes you sleepy dark room is better than like bright lights like these are very simple things but you just have to be aware of them so that way you know to focus on them when you are prioritizing your sleep and setting up a sleep routine that works for you with the mental things everybody has their own mental battles and struggles that they have to cope with every single day 
And depending on what they are, it can make it very difficult to want to go to sleep because your brain could just be running around on overdrive in the middle of the night just wanting to focus on other things. And I think we've all been there where we're super tired in class. We're just like, we just can't wait to get to bed all day long. We get home, we finish our homework, we eat dinner, we get in bed and we're wired. Our eyes are like cracked open. We just feel like we have so much energy and we just, we just can't even sleep. And it's even worse when you feel super tired and yet you still can't sleep. So you're waiting all day to go to bed and you finally get dinner in your body. You go to bed you're super tired and for some reason you just can't fall to sleep it's kind of like when you have to sneeze but you can't sneeze and you're just on the brink of like you want to do this thing so bad but it's your sympathetic nervous system or parasympathetic whichever one helps you sleep and you just can't manage to pull it off but here is the mental list and number one i have written down is get out of your bedroom stop chilling in your bedroom like if you can prevent it like me right now where my computer normally is we are renovating that space so i must have my computer in my bedroom but i'm a super sleeper like i have great sleep quality i have great sleep health sleep hygiene for me is like at the utmost priority so it's not a problem for me but if sleep is a problem for you you need to get out of your bedroom stop just chilling in there the bedroom is for two things and we're only talking about one of them today and that is sleep so don't read in your bed don't play on your phone in your bed don't do homework in your bed don't do anything in your bed because you're just taking away from what the purpose of the bed is humans are extreme creatures of habit and so if you make a habit out of doing your taxes in your bed or you make a habit of posting on instagram in your bed your brain is going to go crazy when you're in that space it's kind of like in the kitchen you don't really like play video games or watch movies in the kitchen. I don't really know how well that example holds, but I think you understand what I mean. Like we have specific rooms and specific spaces of where we live that we do certain activities, assuming your living arrangements allow it. Obviously, if you're living in a dormitory like I was for a month, you have to do everything in the same room, which totally sucks. But it's like you're not doing your homework in the bathroom. You're not playing a board game in the bathroom like we have specific spaces for specific uses so the bedroom has to be sleep space when you walk into the bedroom you're talk your brain's like okay it's time to go to bed like this is so crucial and is so underestimated because i see so many people chilling and doing everything in their their bedroom do that in the living room do that in the kitchen at the kitchen table dinner table do that somewhere else do it at the coffee to anywhere else besides your bedroom that is terrible and the next thing is is keep your bedroom clean and orderly now i know a lot of people like things to be organized and when they're not organized their brain kind of just like oh i need to move this oh, i need to move that like it just clutter in the room kind of clutters your head so keep your your bed made your room orderly tight neat now this is if it messes with you if you have no problem with clothes laying all over your floor which i occasionally do then it, go for it just like leave your room a mess if it doesn't bother you but if you are having trouble i'm trying to have an all-encompassing episode here where i'm trying to catch everybody and not let anybody slip through the cracks about any specific issue that you might be having so if you walk in your bedroom and you have to like step over like garbage to get to your bed like you should probably take care of that that's pretty nasty i personally just have clothes laying on the ground which eh, you could probably get a pass with that i probably shouldn't do it 
but it doesn't bother me. But if your room is super messy and super cluttered and you know maybe even smells bad, your brain's going to be focused on that and not trying to go to sleep. And this may sound ridiculous and over the top or excessive, but again, if, if you have trouble with this, you need to go to every single length and measure to make sure that you are optimizing this to the best of your ability. The next thing is mentally prepare for sleep by managing stress. So you can do this in a lot of different ways. If, if technology doesn't bother you, I think it's a great tool, honestly. And most people won't tell you that, but I honestly think it's a great tool because if you can you know, watch a relaxing YouTube video, watch a relaxing show, play a chill video game, that's awesome. Listen to some chill music. Watch, uh, you know, listen to a chill podcast. Anything with technology, if it doesn't bother you, is great. If that just helps you manage your stress. But if it does bother you, maybe then you have to read a book or you have to meditate. Personally, technology doesn't really bother me. So I don't know a lot of non-technology remedies that would help you besides reading and besides meditation, really calming yourself down, managing your stress, dealing with it throughout the day and not like piling it all up and dealing with it at night because that's just not a great idea if you want to succeed in getting great sleep. Also one little add-on for the video games and the nighttime watching is you can also get blue light blocker glasses if you want to like double up or you don't have a blue light blocker on your computer screen or your phone. You can get these special amber glasses that block them for you and it just helps your eyes if you're on the computer all day you can wear them during the day again just like trying to block out that blue light because at this point I mean anything is worth a shot if your sleep is really that bad so try them out so now I want to move on to the final part of this episode which is going to be my tips to help ensure that you get amazing sleep success and some of these are pretty generic and some of these are pretty specialized to things that have directly worked for me and I really hope that they will work for you so number one is get the phone out of the room or at least out of arm's reach. So when I tell people to get the phone out of the room, I usually hear the excuse of, oh, I need it for an alarm because who really has alarm clocks anymore? And I have to admit it, I use mine for an alarm clock, so I'll let that one slide. But most people do not have the discipline to have the phone near them. And again, if this is ruining your sleep, you need to get this in check. If, if it's not ruining your sleep, like I have mine within arm's reach because I like to watch some stuff on my phone before I go to bed because I have amazing sleep hygiene. If you do not, you can keep it in your room, but it must be out of arm's reach. And I'm talking like well out of arm's reach. So maybe on the opposite side of the room on the table, then you can still hear your alarm, but you won't be hitting that snooze button the next morning because you have to physically get up out of bed, hit the, hit the quit button or the snooze button or whatever, shut it off, and you're already out of bed, boom, done, start your day, good to go. There's no way you're going to crawl back in bed like, come on, you've already made it out of bed, this is the hardest part. There's no reason to keep it within arm's reach because you're really shooting yourself in the foot, not only for that night, but the next morning. Number two is do not play intense video games or watch intense movies. This is a mistake I used to make because I like winding down my nights with playing video games generally or watching YouTube videos. And if you're playing Call of Duty and you're getting all mad or you're playing a game that's really competitive or pissing you off or something, you know, that is going to elevate your heart rate a lot. It's going to elevate your stress a lot. Even if you're playing with the boys and you're on, you're partying up, you're squatting up, and you're going nuts on the video games, it's really gonna like amp you up and put you in that like competitive, fierce fight mode, and that is not what you want before you want to go to bed. Play some like chill games. Everybody knows what chill games are. Whatever you like that is just relaxing, go ahead, play it. Some single player stuff. Jump on there with some calm music. 
you know, whatever, enjoy yourself, but don't play anything crazy. Also, intense movies. Like, the other day I was watching Pacific Rim before I was going to bed, and, like, the music's going nuts, and, like, the Jaegers and the Kaiju are fighting and killing each other. And I was just like, I remember what ending the movie and I was like my heart was going nuts because of like the crazy music and the intense fight scenes not ideal for going to bed why don't we watch something like what a wonderful life that's Christmas or elf you know if it's Christmas time I don't know I'm not a big movie guy if I do watch movies it's intense um, so maybe nighttime is not the best time for that but if you have some chill show that you watch something that's kind of like lighthearted or even comedy that works awesome the next thing is going to be hot drinks now this has always worked for me hot drinks like tea or decaf coffee for me oddly enough decaf coffee makes me more tired because i think legitimately my body expects to get the caffeine and it doesn't so it kind of crashes a little bit i don't know how to explain it i don't know if it's just the placebo effect but whatever it seems to work for me so if you are desperate and you need to try something definitely give that a shot decaf coffee and make it into like a hot chocolate type thing so dump in some i use almond milk personally but add a little bit of creamer obviously not too many calories that's why I use almond milk, but, you know, dump in some almond milk, put a little sweet in there and there, make it taste good. If you don't like the taste of black coffee, which I do, but I know many people don't, make it like a little bit of a hot chocolate, drink that up, and it might actually just knock you out and put you straight to bed. You can also try tea if you don't like coffee and try to do the same thing with it, although I don't think tea would turn out that well, turn it into like a little hot chocolate type thing, but just do whatever works for you and try the hot drinks thing because something about it just the hot nice warm drink kind of calms me down puts me right to sleep and I know I mentioned the temperature previously but one 8 ounce or 12 ounce glass of warm coffee or warm tea is not going to hype you up and absolutely ruin you it'll be just fine because you're gonna drink it over 10 to 15 minutes it'll be fine the next thing is don't slam tons of food I want to reiterate this I know I mentioned it previously but don't stuff yourself full of a big meal before you go straight to bed because you will have the thermic effect of food and you will sweat and if you're not used to eating that much before bed or even if you are and you're just like trying to push the crazy bulk and you're trying to get huge it, it might put you on some detriments and it's honestly it's better to eat less and get way better sleep than eat a whole bunch of food all, all that protein right and not be able to sleep and not be able to use it so I know I mentioned it again but I just want to like kind of push this thing because it's a mistake that I used to make and I'm going to bed sweating just not ideal the next thing is wake up and go to bed at the same time as best as you can yes even on weekends i know you want to go out drinking you want to go out partying but you know try to keep that wake up time and go to bed time within like a couple hours of each other preferably the same but you know anything within one to two hours i think is perfectly fine um usually i have about a three hour window when i wake up it's sometimes as early as 7 30 and 9.30, so excuse me, two hours, and it's the same thing for when I go to bed. Between 10.30 and 12.30 is when I go to bed, like literally every night, weekdays, weekends, doesn't matter, Christmas, New Year's, like I'm a boring guy for right now in this point of my life, so I can dial this in, and it works so well, and one thing to pair with this is a great nighttime routine. Do the same thing every single day, like you have a morning routine, have a nighttime routine. It is so crucial that you do the 
the same thing every single day as best as you can. Obviously, life's going to happen, but on most days, do the same exact steps because, again, we are creatures of habit. When you start walking through these steps, your brain is going to be like, all right, it is time to go to sleep. So let's say, for example, just throwing something random out there, you eat dinner at 8 o'clock. Okay, boom, you're off technology by 9, boom. You read from you know 9 to 9.30, boom, then you make a little decaf cup of coffee boom you drink that for another 15 minutes while maybe you you know scroll scroll through your phone with a nighttime blocker on it and then you write down what you want to get done the next day and boom that's it and you're in bed by 10 o'clock that's just an example but like walk yourself through these steps every single night and do the same thing be consistent with it you have to harp on this like it's not gonna just something you're gonna fix overnight no pun intended but this the sooner you can start building these habits in the better like you wouldn't just get up in the morning and like randomly do different stuff every single day like you got to get to work you got to get to school you have things to get done in the day so you have a, a nice efficient method that you use every single morning that gets you from your bed to where you need to go every single day so do the same thing that gets you from wherever you were going to bed and just make sure that it's the same. Also, one thing that I would like to touch on that I just actually mentioned was writing down things you want to get done. I've tried the whole electronic thing, like writing it down on like to-do lists, which still work for like things that I need to do in two weeks or three weeks. But like if something's stressing me out, writing it down just like helps me get it out of my head and put it on a piece of paper because more often than not, it's not that like I'm I'm stressed about getting it done. I'm just stressed about forgetting about it. So when I can, you know, give myself that mental reassurance that I have gotten it onto a piece of paper and that I can no longer forget, like I'm good. I can let it go for that night and worry about it tomorrow morning. That makes me feel so much better. So if you haven't tried that, definitely try it out. And if you get really consistent at it, then you can hold yourself accountable to making sure that you can get stuff done the next day. And finally, one of the most controversial things in terms of like I get roasted on this all the time is the kiwi is is eating two kiwis one to two kiwis I think two is where like the dosages get a lot better um, and again this could be placebo but there is some research showing that you have if you eat the skin though is eating one to two kiwis an hour before bed will significantly help you improve sleep quality and I mean, I've made it part of my daily routine, nightly routine to eat kiwis before I go to bed. And I've noticed great sleep. I mean, I've always had great sleep. So it's hard to tell if it's coming from the kiwi, but I would like to believe that it is. So not only are kiwis amazingly healthy, but if they can help you get awesome sleep benefits, like why are you not doing this? Again, just try it. Like you have nothing to lose. And yes, you got to eat the skin. Okay, get over it. It's not that bad. It actually tastes pretty good. So you can eat it, you're not going to die, and the fructose is not going to kill you. So I don't want to hear about it. Just suck it up. You're an adult if you're listening to this most likely. And just just eat the skin of the kiwi, all right? If you're going to get better sleep, then you just got to do what you got to do. And that's something I've been experimenting with for probably over a year now. And I just love the taste, and I just love eating them before bed. It's just kind of what I do now. I've built it into my part of my nightly routine, and it's just kind of what I do. And that is the physical, mental, and top tips for you getting the best sleep that you possibly can. And these are all the things that I do on a daily basis and understand and really do care about. So try these out and shoot me a DM on Instagram if 
any of these things work for you because I'm always trying to gather data about what works for other people, not just myself. As always, make sure to share this with a friend you think can find this helpful because the sleep epidemic is just ridiculous. We need more people focusing on their sleep so that way they can get higher quality of life, they can make more gains, they can lose more fat, they can feel better, and just overall just live a better life from sleep. Listen, guys, you spend one-third of your life asleep. Make it worth it. Make it count, okay? That's time that we can never get back. And if you're just going to sit there and, and waste it and roll around, it, it, you might as well invest the time and money to make it right and to make it awesome. But as always, my name is Kevin. It was my pleasure to bring this podcast. And until next time, guys, take care. Talk to you soon.